everybody, this is Sam Banks. John Holiday. And you're listening to Black Audacity, the podcast for the black and educated. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of our wonderful, crazy show. We mm-hmm. definitely appreciate it. Today we have a very special guest, Dr. Deshana Ricks, here with us. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Thank you for showing up and like <laughs> willingly putting your name on this foolishness. We definitely appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so we're here because in honor of Women's History Month, we want to highlight powerful women in our Central Valley that we know, that we hang out with, who are on our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so That we admire. That we definitely admire. And... Um, Dr. Ricks, and I want to say that one more time, Dr. Ricks, because I like the way it sounds. Is, is there a doctor in the house? Oh, yeah. that, that, oh, is that corny? Is that corny? A little bit. I'm here. Okay. <laughs> but she went with it. All right. So uh, go ahead and tell us a little about yourself. Uh, anything you want anybody to know? Anything. Anything. Wow. What you got? What's your sign? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a Capricorn. That says it all. Okay. I mean, it's really the best that, of the yeah. best. Wrap you know, we up. start the year, we here. finish the year, and so what's better than that? Okay. Yeah. Are you a December Capricorn? Yes, I am, and we are the best. You know, the January ones, they are kind of. They're know, a little off. My brother's are, a January Capricorn. They are. I have to say. take a drink on that one. I would say they're a little off, but, you know. We ended and we ended right. Um, yes. So, yes, I am <laughs> Dr. Riggs and I am 37. I have a 14 year old. Yes. Um, and I'm waiting for him to get out of the house so wow. I can just turn up and live my life. Um, okay. <laughs> to be all the way 100% real I like it um, and I am an educator I am a counselor with Fresno Unified I am an adjunct instructor at Fresno Pacific I own my own small business it's called I am valuable and it teaches teens to just embrace and love on themselves I am a believer and I love chicken it's my favorite food because the girl is hungry oh, I am hungry. she's in the middle of dieting and oh, she's okay. hungry all right yes. i was gonna tell you i made some made some chicken and noodles too i am so hungry and people are like don't call it a diet call it a lifestyle change yeah, and i'm like i'm not lifestyle and changing nothing just trying to get i'm to just Miami. exactly <laughs> listen and there's nothing wrong with that let's make that very clear everybody has to have a little long-term and short-term growth thank you so so i got a question being an educator um yes. well you've been an educator not me what what it's your passion uh-huh. what is it that led you down down that route yes well you are an educator anytime you educate people you know you're an educator you don't need a title i just be talking um, or official title so all right i'll take um, it you're a doctor so i gotta listen so i'll take uh, it basically yeah. <laughs> yeah so what led me down education um when i was a little girl i really loved reading and mm. i thought i was going to be a teacher and so i used to play play school you know With at the house um well i didn't really have dolls because uh. there was eight of us in one home so we we you know we used our real humans mm-hmm. the real, you know my cousins and whatnot and so we played fake school um and then when i got to college i said uh, maybe just maybe I want to do something else. So it wasn't your original major, or no? So te- when I got to college, I um, what was my major? Oh Lord, I think it was mathematics. Yes, oh, it was wow. math because I thought like I was so good at math, and then I soon learned I really am not. I wasn't. Okay. I really wasn't that good, and so that wasn't your testimony. No, <laughs> no, 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 wasn't. No, not counting. You know. <laughs> Um, especially letters and so I um, I had to finish quick and I said okay well let me just do liberal arts just to get out of here mm-hmm. and so um, I then I transferred because I had a full ride basketball scholarship <laughs> Kobe <Okay. laughs> um, and so I, I transferred in psychology was my major oh. and I said you know what I don't think I want to do this either and so then I dropped out of school. 
<laughs> you, How old were you? I drove out of college. I was 22. Okay, that's, that's the right time. <laughs> I was going to say, that's yeah. about the right age. When yeah, I was 22. And it was, it's a whole story behind that. No, I was just stupid. Oh, um, okay. So I wasn't trying to find anything but a man that but anyways Girl, okay. same story same story yeah same story. you know I mean, just doing stupid stuff did, yes it was very dumb of me I guess they do I need to, <laughs> need go, go ahead and exit that yes okay. so I'll be back y'all sometimes yeah. it seems like school and work is too much and then you go with yeah. somebody's you know messed up hairline son and then it just messes up your whole yes. education messed up nappy head okay but so you know I dropped out of college and then I got pregnant and I said oh boy uh, yeah you gotta get your life together so I went back to school and then I said well let me try social work because I was working in group homes and it was part of my um, personal journey and so I got into social work and I was like oh this is easy <laughs> you know this is it comes easy so I went and got my masters working with people was what came easy yeah just, it's, okay. it's easy not adults at so much because they're kind of difficult yeah we um, don't like <laughs> yeah. I would rather not and I work with adults all day and I yeah no I would rather not so yes adults are so difficult um and so I was a social worker for mm -hmm. Merced County and then Madera County and I said I can't do this either. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can't stay here. So I went into the schools. Mm -hmm. And when I went into the schools, I said, "This, I love this. This is what I love to do because I still can help kids and their families. Um, and I get paid more. <laughs> um, and I then... Like you, you are pretty funny. Yeah, yeah she, she really is. Yeah, check out Dr. Rex on social media because... Uh, for context, she said uh, people say she should be a comedian. Or you thought about it? Yeah, but I can't do stand up because okay. I don't think I'm. I just say whatever is on the top the of my brain. Lines, like you're yeah, serious, she's, you be, she's good. Boom. I like chicken. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny to me. She's but, got good timing. Yeah, good timing, there y'all. Yeah, but, but, but my bad. Go ahead. Yes, I got to stretch it out. <laughs> they don't all come at once. Um, so you know, I got into the schools and then I started seeing people in leadership. And I said, this is what they let y'all do. Mm. Okay. And, you know, as a black woman in education, um, I wasn't being taken seriously. And so I said, oh, okay, well, let me go get another title behind my name so y'all mm -hmm. can respect me. And mm. so I went and got my doctorate. And now all of a sudden, I'm more important. And I was, was like, no, was, I was, was this something you noticed um, with your white counterparts were like on this with the same title? Were they given more respect? Yes. It's, okay. Yes. And, you know, one day I, I really felt it because me and this other lady, this white woman, she we were co-presenting at. Um, to some teachers or something and you know they were asking her all the questions and I was like she don't even do what I do mm. mm. y'all asking her questions but she this don't even know this you, yeah. exactly so all of the questions were directed at her and I'm looking at her like you, you're not even explaining this right. <laughs> and she didn't try to volley it back to you no, or nothing? No, oh. she didn't volunteer and say, hey, you know. <laughs> Maybe she'd be better no. uh, apt at explaining this. Nothing? Nothing. Um. Now, do you see... How can I put that? How have you seen? I'm trying to. Because <laughs> yeah, you trying to be. <laughs> I can tell by that face. You try not to say nothing out of pocket. <laughs> we spent too much time together. <laughs> this is one of my uh, better behavior episodes. I'm going to try. So, do you find yourself um, looked at as an intimidation tactic a oh. lot of times? Because not only are you very educated, number one, but you're naturally smart and witty. You're young and you're black. So, how often? And just, just to give some detail, explain how that is, not only with your white counterparts, but just your counterparts in general, if you don't mind yes um i do come off a bit intimidating to people i've been told this and i'm not being 
um egotistical or you know arrogant but this is what i've been but told. you are a capricorn so it's it it's might, me. Well, it might be say? it to, might be a little bit arrogance but to that's the okay. De- to okay the devil with false modesty okay <laughs> well you know i was actually i was teaching and um one of my students she said yeah, you're a bit intimidating because you're just real and honest and you tell the truth and i was like well do you want me to lie <laughs> yeah. and i said well you know um, people have to fix, you know, you have to question why I'm intimidating for mm. you. You know, it's something going on inside of you that's intimidating you. Um, you have to deal with your own insecurities. And so even men have told me, like, you're intimidating. I'm like, really? Because I'm nice. She's yeah. also you know? tall, y'all. I just want to throw that out there. Like, she's she's a glamazon honestly and i'm a tad bit jealous because i want to be that height <laughs> one day men, men, men oh i was gonna say something about i want to throw the men under the butt no but we get intimidated by women that we know we can't run game on oh yeah uh well i'm sure i'm not saying nothing new to uh, slick to a can of oil <laughs> but uh but yeah yes but, uh, continue even you know um one i i'll share with you this one story my one black he was he's my guy friend and um i was going back to merced because i didn't finish my aa Mm -hmm. um because it was so late and the counselors they just messed up and so i went back actually after i got my doctorate and i said i want my aa degree what do i need to do because i spent two years and y'all owe me a piece of paper (laughs) (laughs) he was like get up out of here i was like no for real i gave y'all two years i need proof right and so um he's like what are men going to do with you you know Mm. you're so intimidating and i was like but i'm really not I was like, I don't. That's not intimidation. That, uh, maybe I, I might know. let you take this part over because I might. I was like, go that's so lame. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that's that's that doesn't seem intimidating at all. Again, it, it just harkens back to not being able to um, mold you. Like, could you already come correct? And want, it's you, there's no compromise. No compromise. Because you there's yeah. no compromise of, of you as a person. Yeah. Yeah. And. I just I don't let people make excuses and so you know and I'm like if I have to in spaces be uncomfortable while I'm black I'm definitely am not going to invite you to comfort Mm. with my words and my realness and my authenticity and so I think that's what makes makes people especially white people intimidated because i don't let them off the hook and this is in in the in the work environment or just in general this is in general when i show up and because i cut my hair oh that's more intimidating you know Um, people i can't wait to post the pictures (laughs) because okay all right so dr ricks has like a bald head right but it's a dope head and like her head is shaped good for this not everybody can pull this off so please don't look at her and be like oh i want to shave up no (laughs) (laughs) you're not you're not built like i'm not i'm not here to throw shade but she may be like a unicorn she's got a good head for this like literally wakanda forever yeah whoa i didn't even you know what i didn't even catch that but yes very much so (laughs) i'm down with it so i can understand like how but that see i can see why that would be intimidating because it's i have nothing to hide from Mm -hmm. you i don't have anything to try to become more like you i am what i am right and unfortunately for women but especially black women when we get into places of power or just in a profession they critique everything Mm -hmm. about us so yeah they critique everything about us and they try to use it against us and then they want to bring up that hood thing Cause I grew up the early years in the hood, but I don't like gangbang. Not legitimately, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> I you know I don't believe in gangs. I like to do my criminal activities on my own. But in a professional standing, mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with anything. I'm educated. I know this job. Like, don't try to use my color or race against me and when you speak up and say something they look Mm. at it as oh my god she's so scary and don't be tall 
and I'm not that tall, but you know, people are midgets. So I could only imagine with your level of education, your level, like you've literally done everything in 37 years. If you, if we go back and you're just talking about it, you've mm-hmm. done what most people can't do in 50. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, you know, it's F the haters, but congratulations to you. you. Quick question to both of you guys. What you're explaining right now, is this something that's uh, more exclusive to women, black women in the workplace? Like, do you have any male co-workers or counterparts that experience the same thing? No males work. Oh, okay. Work what about you? Because <laughs> as for myself, I don't... Like, I talked to you before when we talked about the workplace. I think the, the, the black woman's experience in the workplace is a lot different than the black male's. I'll give you a prime example of of how that works. When you watch sitcoms like The Office, Parks and Rec and stuff like that, they typically have a black, their black character is a male. Mm -hmm. Because the topic of black women is so, it's too much clowning. It's so much clowning that they would face a bigger backlash. But the black guy, you can't really mess with. The black woman like Donna, from oh, Parks and, and Rec. Yeah. I kind of like Donna though, but <laughs> I do too. She was like the the she was like the sassy about the magical Negro. Yeah. she's there to help everybody. She's and, wisdom, but she really doesn't provide that much wisdom. That's why I like the character so much because oh. she basically was like, "Y'all on your own, don't mess up my Mercedes." Which I personally, <laughs> I can't be mad at her about. So. I just I see that and I feel like the black male they're like it's it's slowly progressing down with people like Donald Glover and things like that where they're more able to be sensitive but the black woman in the workplace the trope on TV the trope in real life it's still not changing that perception mm-hmm. is still there unless you're light skinned mm. yeah <laughs> and you know what uh, Malcolm X said it best okay. the most Go ahead. disrespected <laughs> person on the earth is the black woman you know and it's hard being a black woman because you know you are raised a certain type of way especially if you are raised in a single family household and then when you achieve um and get accolades people think that you know they have this idea that she thinks she's better than everybody. I don't think I'm better than than anybody because anybody can do this, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I just saw um, a path and I wanted to take it and I knew where I was going. So black women are automatically deemed as intimidating. Even black women <laughs> will look at me and be intimidated by me because sometimes it's a competition thing sometimes it's an insecurity thing um and i'm like no we are all the same the competition you thing know? i i do see that amongst all of us i, I don't know why we're always pent up against each other well i know why um, why we still are. Why we still, why we continue to perpetuate it within ourselves. That's the part I understand. Like we talked about the dissension. I don't know why we, the first place we want to go in the, in the community is to dissension. I, mm, you disagree? I don't disagree. I think that it's, we make a bigger deal of it. I feel like I've experienced or, or not not personally experienced i'm sorry that's not the right word i've seen within other cultures with the exception of white people but like i said in uh whatever episode we had a few weeks ago where i said white women don't like other white women that's why oh, donald Hillary trump didn't get yeah that's elected, why donald trump yeah. got elected asian community has the same type of thing that same type of competition um i read a lot about asian americans they have that same type of thing hispanic families have the same type of thing Mm -hmm. it's it's a thing within Mm -hmm. minorities within the united states because Mm -hmm. we're all trying to be one of two things we're trying to stay within our culture or we're trying to get out of the culture but i think the infrastructure the infrastructure is lacking within our community to where it's more detrimental to us than it is to other communities that's because because we take kitchen talk and we make it public 
that where where about yeah, yes. whereas other cultures don't. Mm-hmm. But our culture is American culture. Yeah, we, we don't get we, credit for we, it, and so it, it right. We like to wholesale our experience so everybody can laugh and make jokes. But then, like, we still gotta live through it and live yeah, with it. Yeah, we don't. It. We need to stop inviting people to the imaginary cookout. Just because they have a I've little been, bit of rhythm. I've been saying Except for John Travolta. Because John be getting it. But hey. otherwise that. <laughs> Tilda coming. But so, uh, continue. Yes. She's going to follow well. a restraining order. <laughs> this little black boy is in love with me. Go listen to the Overtime episode. Like she she doesn't. Talk like that. Her voice is much. I don't have a, you know. Stop. Ask you acting up in front of company. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I, I just was going to say that, um black men are not i mean black people in general are deemed intimidating or Mm -hmm. perceived as threatening just by the nature of our skin i can attest to that you know and so when somebody looks at you um or us because i can see it i even see it like i like today i was just walking with one of my students and people were like just staring just you know what are you doing with this (laughs) right you know um so we're naturally, you know, um, intimidating to folks, but I just think it's something within the person that they don't like about themselves that mm. is. So you you're know, just the, the, the black person, just a, a conduit for their inner demons, so to speak. Well, then, so what they got going on, they just that's place it upon true, you. But I think it's a combination of the post-traumatic slave syndrome, mm. as Doctor. Uh, Joy DeGuri explains that has been trauma has been passed down generationally through black people and so if we don't learn the right ways then of course we can only give what's inside of us so if I don't love myself and I don't know what self-love looks like I'm going to hate you or Mm. I'm going to naturally be jealous of you because I don't know what love looks like for me. I don't know how to embrace myself. You being a, another black person, like yes. me hating a, another brother. Yes. Okay. If I don't, if 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 me and if I didn't love who I was, my big head, my big lips, my big nose. If I didn't love, you know, being in this black body and embracing myself, I couldn't. I can, you would I, hate it on the next person. I would hate it on the next person oh. because I can't give what I don't have. Right. So naturally, when you know people, especially us as black people, when we are in situ- situations that are trauma invoking and trauma um, filled with toxicity, it doesn't allow us to be our best selves. And so we automatically I, project I, things I've actually, onto others. Not to cut you off, but no. I actually made that point with, with dealing with the uh, law enforcement. Mm-hmm. I was like, people always say, why don't you just do this? Why don't you do that? I was like, people be traumatized. Like, they're scared mm-hmm. and they're reacting. You're not in your right state of mind. No reasonable person or uh, uh, acting reasonably would do what you're saying they're doing. It's like, Oh, you should just listen. You should just obey. It's, it's trauma. That's like saying if you if you're thrown in a in a, in a cage with a lion, they'd be like, "Don't move, stay calm." <laughs> you're not gonna do that. You're gonna right. try to get away from this exactly. lion as, as fast as you can. Mm-hmm. But when you try to explain, we're not a lot. We're not allowed to have this trauma. Right. We're not a, a, to be. Yeah, it's, a, well, it's like a manic episode, and we're not allowed to have that. It's just right. you're unruly. You're not listening. Uh, that's why you got shot. Yeah, and I, that kind of brings me to my next thing because you are very much a strong woman, and that is betrayed or not betrayed, portrayed. I haven't even been drinking. Portrayed, <laughs> <laughs> portrayed within your work within the community, the work that you do with children. Mm-hmm. Do you ever feel that you get tired of being the strong one or perceived as the strong one? Oh yes. Do oh. you ever feel the need to cry? <laughs> and not be able to display it yeah well i don't trust a lot of people with my tears Mm. you know and especially when i'm around white women Mm. um and they cry all the time i'm like (laughs) remember i got in trouble at work Um, oh i'm sorry i'll tell that story later first of all we both got in trouble for work at that i had to go up to the director's office the lady said some wild stuff to me she was in the wrong and started crying. Mm-hmm. So now I'm sitting there like, 
But go ahead. Yes. So I know what she's like. Why yeah. are you crying? You the one did it. She asked me if my hair was fake or if it was real and I said it was fake like her marriage and then we all had to go upstairs. <laughs> I didn't even say that. I, did. wow. I hope you're listening to this episode yeah. too. <laughs> That's funny. Um, she's not yes. coming back. <laughs> she's like, oh, these are some easy. Thugs. She's like, easy. I thought. I love humor. I love to laugh. Okay, okay. Um, but yes, so I, you know, I've been through a lot and so automatically naturally i my body has adapted to pain and suffering and trauma and so to outwardly express it um sometimes it just builds up anger in me Mm. and so when i do feel like crying i'm like what are you crying for Mm. what is it going to solve Mm. but i know that it's healing um but I'm just the type of person where, listen, these tears are not going to get you anywhere. So mm. suck it up and do what you need to do. And so that is my mindset. But I wouldn't um, invite people to do that because it's detrimental because we need to cry. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to express that. We need to get that out of us and we need to be it's okay to be emotional sometimes it's okay to not be strong all the time it's okay to rest it's okay to take breaks it's okay to have a breakdown because naturally that's what the body is going to do if you overwork it just like any other moving uh, mechanism but what you said is 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 so familiar to Mm me uh like i i understand what you're saying and um same thing like I'm just like you until I got to a point to where my vulnerability uh, amongst within myself I had to be like now at my age now I'm more sensitive and vulnerable now Mm -hmm. because growing up I couldn't be so now I'm kind of allowing the the younger version of me to like come out because I was like I, I feel like I missed out on some stuff just because mm-hmm. you had to be tough and again you know I was short chubby and, and nerdy so then I was like whatever uh, I'm just gonna have to start smacking motherfuckers but right. it's like I'm not I'm not a violent person you know but yes. so you know you had to have that tough exterior but so now it's funny now because I'm way more comfortable in myself and it's uh it exudes like you said it it comes out and yeah but i'm way more sensitive than i was when i was younger when mm-hmm. i was i didn't care about nothing mm-hmm. or anything but yes. just like i just feel like i'm letting myself breathe like you said and i've seen that with especially black men because there is this you know um teaching in black culture especially for black men you don't cry mm-hmm. you're not a sissy mm-hmm. and you're you are going to be a punk if you mm-hmm. cry and you know you can't express your emotions and so i've seen a handful handfuls of black men who are my age that are overly emotional and i'm like oh baby Mm-hmm. You need therapy. <laughs> yeah, because you you knew, you know all that stuff from your childhood is coming out mm-hmm. of you, you know, and you just need some help. It you, happens. <laughs> it does, I and it's drink, okay. I just drink now, but yeah, no, I'm it's, that's, that's you also can't drink your problems away. I, I, I'm joking. You cannot. <laughs> but I do get where you're coming from, especially about the not crying because you've been through so much. Mm-hmm. And I know from personal experience, and you can attest to this, that it, there's an issue with being that um, quote unquote strong black person. I don't mm-hmm. care whether uh, which gender it is, but especially for a black woman of a certain age, mm-hmm. but like we're given a certain amount of time in our teens and early 20s. But once you hit that 28 through, I'm guessing 30, 40 age, you're not allowed to be that it's like Mm -hmm. okay like you said you gotta get over you gotta Mm -hmm. keep moving and i don't know i've experienced it and i went to therapy and but my therapist dropped me so don't listen (laughs) to me either Uh, (laughs) oh he must have been a handful a little bit whatever um 
I ain't but, never going to therapy. Mm-hmm. You should. I, this is his therapy for the time being. No, this is all I need. I don't want to go to therapy because I like it's it's like fuel for me. I like being on edge. I like being on the edge. I like. I do not. I like the manic craziness in my head because it keeps me focused. Oh wow, that's interesting. <laughs> I mean, it it, it works it for a lot of people. It works right. for a lot of people. It even worked for me for a very long time, and then I got to a point where it did not, mm-hmm. and it was really really bad when it did not, and I had to face some things. Mm-hmm. And I think we as black people we have to stop and sometimes take out the equation of even being black mm-hmm. and remember that we are just people. And we're allowed to feel feelings and we're allowed Mm -hmm. to be hurt. And like you said, we're allowed to break down Mm -hmm. and we can't attest it to being white people shit. Like we can't, we can't do that because our, and, and and it's okay. Like I want to make that very clear. It's okay that if that's still in your mind, that concept is because for a long time, that was the idea. It was taboo. Like therapy. That's that. That's that white people shit. Like, yeah, that's that white people shit yeah. because they were making it popular for them. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of us looked at it like, what do y'all have to be sad about? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, and maybe I sound a little yeah. prejudiced, but really, you know, you guys are you, but you're you know, crying. This is people's perspective shapes their reality. Exactly. So and, but I that, don't want to take nothing from anybody else. And, and I'm not. Experience. What I'm saying is, is that over time we had to realize we as a community we had to realize that like yeah we have to face our problems i think that's some of the trauma like okay well what you mad about even though they're <laughs> taking the steps to fix it and we like why are you mad i gotta do this and but then they're that, looking at us like we'll take your ass to therapy then. But, uh, and that's how we were raised <laughs> yeah, why exactly. are you crying i'm whooping you with you, a switch why are you crying uh nigga because it hurt, hurt like yeah. quick. i'm traumatized <laughs> or you if know you cry <laughs> if you cry you get a whooping if you don't cry but, now you acting tough oh and it don't why, hurt like, and why oh were, God, and why were they so angry because there's no reason mm. to be that angry at a child for any reason because the trauma the trauma and you know i say when you are uneducated it's very costly it's Mm -hmm. it's too expensive it's too expensive to be dumb yes oh uneducated it is it's It's too expensive to be be uneducated you know because i see a lot especially within my people in the black community and i'm like man if you only knew what i knew you could be well you could Mm -hmm. live peacefully and it's living in peace feels so good when you can just like is it there's a nice i would like to know (laughs) (laughs) it feels so amazing and you know one of my friends he tells me he was like you're just so healthy oh you've been smiling for hours straight (laughs) (laughs) and i don't want to be i don't want to seem like i'm being rude but i've literally just been looking at her like she just looks so she's got a good light glowing (laughs) from the i'm like that must be nice yeah because you're comfortable though in who you are mm-hmm. and to bring it back around to women's history month you're comfortable in being a successful black woman there's a lot of people there's a lot of women who aren't comfortable with getting to that you know that successful stage i was like that for many many years like mm-hmm. i don't want to play the game i don't want to be that and you're selling yourself short on it um. and i love how not only are you you an example of that but then you're reaching out to kids at a, the best time the best age to tell them oh real you know, formative years it's like you're really giving them this oomph and it's not like this super coddle thing because mm-hmm. i think that's detrimental to kids that's what too. i don't like that's what i do Wait, so no, since we're talking about the kids can we talk about you know your work yes that you're doing especially and, and, and i am valuable and, and, and all that the and, books and what you're doing for these children in the central valley which yes. is really big because these little badass kids they're terrible <laughs> we talked about it last so, week save them so yeah talk about that well they're only doing what they see other people do mm. so social learning is a real thing so if if i'm taught and if i if i see you doing stuff you can't tell me I can't do it because then teach me something different. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're only doing what they are uh, 
seeing others do which is i'm not making excuses and they still have to have accountability and responsibility and this is why i love the elementary level that i'm at because i'm able to shape and mold and you know be the light for them to see something different come on and preach um, dr Ritz. come on <laughs> um and so because i understand like i said being uneducated is so expensive and i know all of the things that I know I try to give it to kids so that they can be their best selves so that they can have the tools in order to be successful because these kids are going to be either they're going to be our doctors lawyers engineers you know or, or. they they are going to be terrorists mm -hmm. right our, um, our customers yes and so I want to give them the tools that they need so that they can be successful. And, and you know, the, I am valuable. Yes, I am valuable. And so I started I am valuable. Um, it's a nonprofit. And I started it maybe two years ago. And just from my personal story, just growing up with trauma, trauma field story and being able to make it through um with some positive adults that were in my life and i said i need to give what i have to people because i know my purpose here on life is to breathe life into others so that they can be well and so through through this book you know i writ i've uh, i've written two but i am valuable it's shut up them books real quick girl <laughs> yes i am valuable and i am determined um and so and they're I, both available now. So I yes. know one was dropping. Okay. Yes, they're both available. We'll be dropping the link in the show description. Okay. <laughs> and so I Am Valuable is about a story about me being in foster care mm. and just experiencing some very traumatizing things. My dad being in jail and my mom leaving and not knowing where she was and being placed in foster care and these are the kids that i work with though these kids have the story and some are not placed in foster care but they have hard stories and it's so saddening and disheartening and i wanted to put it in a book so that they can read it and see oh well dr ricks went through it mm. i can get through it also and still achieve my goals and so that was my motivation just to be um this person that the kids can see and say i can do it too it's like they're saying uh be who you needed when you were younger yeah you yeah so that's everything you're saying is like reminiscent of that it's floating in my head that's that's dope man that's yeah, dope. it really is and it's inspiring it really is because yeah. i'm thinking like oh but i don't have to pay <laughs> i don't have to act in so you doing the lord's work <laughs> i'm just gonna talk about this podcast because uh I can't do it, sis. But no, that's uh, that's incredible. That's incredible. I'm joking, but that's that's that's. No, incredible. he's serious. He really can't. But I, I, you're cool with kids, though. So oh yeah, yeah, I love them. Stop being dramatic. I love them because I I don't have to mold them. I don't. Yeah, and you're a mom. Yes. Like a whole mom. Yes. And so like you have to like go and deal with these little people, and then you come home to another one yes and i know people are listening like yeah i know my mom yeah i i'm aware of that but i'm thinking about somebody my age i could not mm -hmm. right now in my life in my mental capacity mm -hmm. deal with the troubles of other people and then come mm -hmm. home to deal with trying to raise another human being that is yeah. crazy yeah. to me it's a lot of I mean, I don't even have a fish. Like, I refuse to get. <laughs> I got I, plants. <laughs> I have a two plants, and one people. is dying. So, no, that that right there is just showing how strong women have to be. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that that men don't have to be, but women have to be a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And that's part of the reason why Women's History Month is such a big thing. Yeah. Yes, there are women of all colors and all races who are great, but we're focused on our melanin sisters as March. So if you don't want to hear the rest of this, go ahead and cut it off now. This yeah. would be the time. <laughs> but in the Central Valley, we have a black community, but we don't have mm -hmm. a very big or strong black community. Mm -hmm. um, but we're getting so many leaders out of this late um late gen xers early millennials and you happen to be one of them 
all the black people that we know like the majority of them everybody's like i'm gonna start my own business mm-hmm. like legally i'm gonna start doing this i'm gonna start reaching out to the community i'm gonna start a nonprofit mm-hmm. for these children and you're being something that we probably needed back in the 90s for yeah. us yeah yeah and you know what i saw the need because even going through my doctorate program and i was writing my I think I was applying for a scholarship for the school and I wrote that the education system fails kids, specifically black kids, Mm -hmm. because it does not set them up for success. And school is not especially public K through 12 school. You don't learn about who you are Mm -hmm. and that's the part that's missing. And so that I want I want it to be the filler for kids so that they can get to know who they are and explore themselves and love on themselves and embrace themselves because so many, you know, um, even working in West Fresno, even when I tell kids you're black and they're not, I'm not black, I'm brown, baby, you're Mm. black. You're black. I, I used to do that. Well, I was four. <laughs> I thought I was orange. I thought my dad was black. It was a weird thing. You were four. These are fifth, sixth graders. And mm. so, you know, having that, even having that mindset that you're not black, black is beautiful. Black yeah. is everything. Black is the standard. Do you think that because of our area and we have, again, we have black people here, but they're, it's not a large population. There's a lot of uh, mixed race kids, which whoop, whoop, shout out to y'all because we're going to have an episode with y'all soon. Um, but also, you know, just different. We're not the primary minority in the Central Valley. So do you see a lot of that with your students where they're seeing black, even in 2021, black as just a negative? They mm-hmm. would rather not be because I remember, you know, if you were dark back in the day. Oh, yeah, I remember if you I'm not dark but I remember <laughs> she looked at me like alright like that's like what we have like, an ongoing ar- argument about because I believe I am a beautiful chocolate color we're and the same complexion we are not <laughs> I am darker you're not chocolate you stop it yeah <laughs> and that's the doctor said that so damn anyway <laughs> but do you see I feel like I just got ganged up on that was rude mm-hmm. um, intervention but, but I was one of those people I always I thought you know if you were the prettiest person I ever met was one of my cousins who was or who was she's still here uh who was chocolate like Mm -hmm. chocolate with cold black hair and I thought she was gorgeous like why wouldn't you want to be chocolate Mm -hmm. then you get to be a little bit older and you start realizing you know people don't like that Mm -hmm. but do you see are you still seeing that even like even now after mm-hmm. we've had black lives matter after mm-hmm. we've had all of this after we had barack after but barack is like oh yeah that's his mom is white yeah. yeah oh yeah we went through all of that yeah, yeah. And, that's and, actually how i got in trouble not got in trouble but that's how the lady got in trouble at work because we had that conversation mm-hmm. yeah. they forget that though. yeah he's because I brought that up because she... I ain't going to tell that story, but go ahead. Go ahead. Yes. yes, I still we'll see it, it you know, <laughs> between my kids. And, you know, it's so disheartening because kids only know what adults teach them, right? And so it's it makes me really frustrated and angry that adults project their trauma and their insecurities off on kids and kids have to come to school show up Mm. and not even want to be black you Mm. know and i'm like you're beautiful that just hurt my heart yeah like that really just yeah um and so i if you don't and this is why black educators are so important to black children because if nobody's telling them that they're beautiful they they're not gonna believe it Mm -mm. and so it is you know i make it my responsibility to show up and for kids all kids i love all kids right um but i know that black kids need extra icing and cake and you know The the good stuff how old were you when you had your first black teacher i was actually in um kinder 
Yeah. My first black teacher, Kinder, Miss Tony. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, at Bethune Elementary. Yep. Miss Tony was my black teacher, my first black teacher. And actually, when you're on, when you go to school in West Fresno, you're more likely to have a black teacher. Yeah. Shout out to Bethune. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Frank. We White. had a black uh, principal at. Um... And the principal was black too. Yeah, very much black. Miss <gasps> Myers. What school was I at on the west side? I can't even remember. But yeah, shout out to the the original, but not the original because uh, the originals are gone. But Bethune <laughs> Franklin, I personally went to West Fresno uh, Christian Academy till I got kicked out. What's the one across you from Frank H? What school is it? Lincoln. Lincoln. That's where I went to. Lincoln. That's and my I, mom's elementary school. Like okay, that's, that's, a, that's another to. one. Uh, yeah, our principal. Our principal was black. But I had a black teacher preschool, mm-hmm. and then again a whole incident happened, and then I had to go to a white school, and I didn't have another black teacher again until my eleventh grade year, tenth grade year, and that was Mister uh, I forget what his first name is now, but Mister Bassard, shout out to Hoover High. That was my first black teacher. I went to college, and I went to a few of them, and I've had one other black teacher since then. Wow. And that was, she was Nigerian. But, you know, I think some black people do not go into education because they (laughs) are where the money resides. Like, (laughs) and so if you, and you know, just, I wanted my goal because I lived in a house with eight, well, it was eight of us, eight kids. And I said, I cannot be poor. I don't like being poor. And so, I made sure that I was going to create a life for me to never be poor and never wear anybody else's clothes and shoes and things of that nature, right? And I have to share all this stuff. Um, So I think the struggle for black people growing up as a child and, you know, teenage years and, you know, young adult, they are about the money. We don't gravitate towards those type of professions. We want the... And that's why there's so many millennials who have decided mid-age that they're going to change to what their passion is. Because mm-hmm. it was it was a big thing. You get a job, you get a pension. You go to school, mm-hmm. you get a degree, you get a job, you get a pension. You get as far as you can get mm-hmm. there, but make sure you have some type of retirement because the generations before us didn't have that. Mm-hmm. So that was a big thing. But then you get to be 30. And it's like, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to use my creative side because I feel like for us, for our age bracket, um, for our race, we were actually taken away from a lot of the arts, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a lot of the creativity, because that's not going to make you any money. Mm-hmm. And a lot and of the, it was taken away from us, too, as well, because even in school. That's what I was talking about was us. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. No, that's what I meant. Like our our age bracket, it was taken away. And then as we got we get to these current kids they're allowed to be a little bit more creative yeah we talked about that yeah Yeah. and they're allowed to really be into their hype but we were focused on where are you going to make some money at Mm -hmm. you go be a teacher you got to go pay back forty thousand dollars in loans Mm -hmm. because you have to get a master's you have to get a doctorate Mm -hmm. to start making some money yeah well they lie (laughs) (laughs) yeah because sally may can go all the way to hell Mm -hmm. i god has forgiven me <laughs> I forgive it myself, and think you forgive them loans because I will but never. You know pay. What? Black people. I, this is what I have been telling people: Black people shouldn't have to pay taxes. Black people shouldn't have to pay to go to school because our ancestors paid it all. Mm-hmm. They mm. paid the bill, and so that is part of reparations. I haven't and I paid still taxes want it. in years either. <laughs> so I think is, is, is this something uh, that you think could be achievable? I, I really hope mm-hmm. one day that we will get to that point where black people don't have to play, pay taxes. Because they gave, I heard it mentioned, I heard it discussed, but then everybody wants to add new, new yeah, nuances add, and well, go through the, through the rigmarole of it all. Well, well, let's see. Indians, they get money. Native Americans, I'm sorry, they get money. Mm-hmm. And a sovereign nation. Yes. Sovereign, yeah, correct. They gave the Jews money. They correct. gave the asians money um, this is coming from america and you know yeah. the asians and yeah. the jews there that wasn't even part of american history no it, so the whole country of israel like the whole it's a whole thing so we're it's america true. has given people reparations that 
in one way or another. <laughs> or not even like literal. <laughs> and then you have the Native Americans who there's a lot of us. I bring up Central Valley again because that's where we at and we got a mm-hmm. lot of shit going on. But you have them where they don't acknowledge their black ancestry mm-hmm. either. And they only want the ones that look as white as possible. And so mm-hmm. they only give them money. It doesn't trickle down. Well, I'm just saying, if you're going to give people reparations, and if we have stimulus (laughs) checks that you can give to millions of Americans, you definitely have money to give black people reparations. And it's not even a lot of us. I would love to say that it would happen, but it's never going to. (laughs) I I, I think it's some form, like how you said, but it'd have to be... I think it's going to happen in California. I just don't think it's going to happen nationwide. Nationwide. And it's going to bankrupt California. California? well, that's who, I know. We have a we have an undercut episode about me going in on California and their racist history, but uh, California uh, did introduce a couple of bills for that, and they've actually passed, but they just are on finalization on getting reparations. So they will be the first state, and it will probably be some bullshit. And I still have to pay two hundred eighty seven dollars for tax. So California can go to hell. <laughs> I love no, it, but they can go to hell today. You okay? <laughs> Yeah, we over here. I'm shut up. I'm fine. Yes, but I just they need to forgive my loans. Okay. Listen, they can keep the they can keep the extra money. I don't want to have to pay for going to school. Hey, but think Mm -hmm. think think about how 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 life could be if you started out not in debt. Like you finished school, Mm -hmm. 22, 23 years old. Like in debt, you know, and and mm-hmm. and it's and, and, it's, and then it keeps accumulating. And people, I've had white friends be like, "Well, I paid mine off." Yeah, but that's because somebody else was paying all the rest of your bills. It's easy to pay mm-hmm. that off. Mm-hmm. It's and you got interest growing on it all the right. time. So I just said, "Never mind." And right. I, I go back to school, get another degree. Uh, so I, I didn't. Keep yeah, going. I didn't have. <laughs> I didn't have any uh, formal education after high school, uh, so I don't. Uh, I don't have any insight on on here. That's expensive. But I, I hear and 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 books aren't. So <laughs> I just read college books. But aren't. being, oh, I'm okay. telling you, being uneducated is very costly. The, and uh, uh, and I'm glad you said that. This is why when people, not you, but when people used to be like, like, why are you always reading? Why you like? Why wouldn't you want to just learn stuff like? Uh, because they kept us from reading. Then that's what I'm saying. They're like, yeah, why you want to dip? Like, I never understood the concept of not wanting to read anything. Not wanting to. If li- you can like, scroll on Facebook all day, you can go read a couple yeah, of chapters. Yeah, even if it's book. something that I'm not like too passionate about, I'll just see something like, oh, I want to know what that's about. Mm-hmm. You know, go to Google or you know something like that, and or just be reading for a couple hours on and, it. It's and, and it'd be we have a, a this How whole affinity of knowledge, and nobody wants to. Use I used to hang out at the library, like that was my fun thing to do. Mm-hmm. I used to go to the county library if I was free off work. And just look through the book. Look this was the, not that long ago. This is like last look, year. Before, before I started like, working. Uh, before, no, like I still do. I yeah, just, this is. This I just, is it, it got insane. shut down. Like, it got shut yeah, down. Yeah, the like, world. And that's the only reason why he hasn't been back. Because like, they shut down the library that he goes to. Yeah, that's it. Because that's my thing to do. And then I just want to bring up one other thing. When you say uneducated. Because I like the way you said that. We're not talking about degrees necessarily. No. We're not talking about degrees. We're talking about knowledge and wisdom, Mm -hmm. you know, things that school doesn't teach people, you know, um, because school doesn't teach you everything. (laughs) School to me is more like Uh, indoctrination than it is education. All my education I got on my own. School taught me how to show up on time, how to mm -hmm. leave when the bell rung, how to come Mm -hmm. back when the bell rang again. And you know, <laughs> you got that type of structure from school. I mean, it taught me how to work. School taught me how to work. You show up here, you take your break this time, you go to lunch, you come back, you leave at eight, you do it for five days a week, and bam, and, and then you got two days off. Like, did, did I get the wrong? No, I mean, <laughs> that's not that, what I was supposed to be bro, that's <laughs> focusing your, on. <laughs> that was your experience. Go ahead. We only we had block schedule, so we only had like three classes a day. Oh, we got one fifty. Okay. I can't really, can't really, really as far as high school goes, and uh, the other yeah. school don't even. Because y'all both are like, uh, yeah, that's. Not what I, well, I just for. think that public school K through twelve system it really doesn't teach you what you need to know to exactly. be 
I didn't um, know how to write a check when I got out of school, for instance. Successful. I didn't know how to pay my PG and E bill when I got out of school. I think when you're in school, mm-hmm. you should just know simple stuff. Yeah. Why didn't I know? That's that? like these kids that don't know how to cook and they took her away home ec. I think home ec. I think home ec you is took a, away shop. You took away shop. You used to leave school and know how to be a legit mechanic. Mm-hmm. You can't do and well, you know, it's about capitalism. Mm, you now know? we're getting in there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dr. Yes. Well, yeah. Okay. Let's we can do that on the bonus. I know. Let's, uh, let's, let's, you can let off right now. We still got six <laughs> minutes. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, well, in these uh, six minutes, just, um, mm-hmm. just wrap it up. Not like you're done. But Gosh. Like, no, like, let, let, let. let. Let everybody know what you're currently working on. Besides, mm-hmm. you know, changing <laughs> okay, the entire. You're better, you're better at this. A <laughs> little bit. Uh, changing the entire landscape of education mm-hmm. in the Central Valley. Yes. Um, but what your nonprofit is doing, mm-hmm. all those type of things. And shout out your social media, please. Okay. That's what yes. I meant to say. Well, right now I'm currently working on my curriculum for my academy i have academy it's called the value academy where teens they come and learn and i'm extending the curriculum to adults and to little kids the the elementary age kids so i'm working on that and and i'm also working on my second um well my third book so i'm working on that too um and my goal is just to help people be better um be their highest self be their best self to live in wellness holistically because like i said the uneducated part about because people don't know we are physical beings we are spiritual beings we are mental beings and emotional beings Mm -hmm. and so when you neglect any of those four parts your whole body feels it and it's not well and so um that is the part that my curriculum touches on the whole being um and so um in order for us to get better we must we must um do some self-reflection and some healing and Mm. some work Mm. and and so that's that's what i'm working on that's my goal um for everyone i want to reach everyone you know um i I'm a macro social worker where I just want to touch the masses of people um, because I I know if people are healthy and whole, then we won't have all this junk and terrorism and you know ca- chaos I, I going you on. You know, I if hurt, I feel good about hurt yeah, if mm-hmm. I feel good about myself, I'm going to naturally be a vibe to you. Mm-hmm. Like, and so um, I just think we just need some more work and so that's what i i'm working on um you can follow me on social media i am on facebook deshauna monet riggs um that's my personal page my business page is i am valuable inc and then on instagram i'm dr deshauna monet and the business is i am valuable inc um on twitter i don't really use that much i think it's have underscore LLC or it's something like that. I don't that. know what I'm doing on that. <laughs> um, and then TikTok. I just made a TikTok. Please go follow shot. her TikTok. <laughs> that, that's my favorite. And I I got a TikTok a talk for black audacity <laughs> and I just have because you know it merges the well you don't I don't know it merges the context yeah. and I was like and this nut like she's <laughs> she's very educated very smart that's a whole full <laughs> yes i'm gonna be making more but you know my time is very limited but um i'm working on some more material i'm not a comedian i just love yeah, to she laugh is. Nah. she's pretty funny, she's a comedian. <laughs> she's pretty funny. but I'll- you know i just these are my my stories the the ones i record they are real true stories you know and my kids they always you know are talking about my ball head or somebody's always talking about my ball hair or something and so i just record the true the actual you know stories that go on um and then i do my little clap back because i can't do it in person <laughs> i can't really clap back at the kids but so it was uh, you, said, uh, you heard how she was like little clap back yeah. like no it's, it's a big clap back <laughs> Sometimes just, you got to demolish a six-year-old, though. Put them in their place. <laughs> I just want to say, I feel like uh, I've been educated some. Uh, you know, it's definitely inspiring hearing, you know, prior to recording and, and in the process of recording, 
hearing some of your stories, hearing some of your, um, you know, life. It's been inspiring. I'm not just saying that because you're a guest. Well, like, I didn't even really tell it off. Yeah, so. we just, we're going to get into uh, it. Bonus episode. Yeah, but no, I'm just saying <laughs> that, you know, you know, appreciate having you here. And, and oh, I love you. how you wrapped everything back into, like, self-love, you know, because mm -hmm. at this juncture in my life, I'm big on that. So yes. I could, you know, that resonates. That resonates, yeah. Because when you grow up, like you said, People don't tell you stuff, then you like, oh, I'm, you know, I don't, I'm not valuable. Mm -hmm. But now, hey, I'm valuable. Yes, I love it's your a, shirt too. Thank you. It says I am valuable. I would have one too. So, <laughs> so thank you for being here. And yeah, don't cut me off. We're we're, we're gonna talk about this later. But yes, that's gonna wrap up our show. Thank you so much again to Dr. X for sitting with us and chilling and giving her story. We appreciate you. Thank Be you. sure to check us out on Facebook. Our group Facebook is. Is Black Audacity group page. Yes. Um, y'all are wilding in that group once again and we I love, love it. it. I love it. <laughs> oh yeah, you be yeah, you active in there too. Uh, yeah. So. Um also on Instagram, check out Black Audacity Podcast. We're also on Twitter, not posting much, but go ahead and follow us, Black Audacity PC. And don't forget to email us with your listener questions, stuff you want us to talk about, all that stuff at Black Audacity Podcast at gmail.com. And that's going to wrap it up for today. All right. I'm out. All right. Don't forget to love on yourself. Amen. We'll talk to y'all later.